0: Welcome back to the College Experience, where we talk about everything college-related. Today on our episode, we are going to talk about the college application process. We have three great guests today, Mr. Bloom, Mr. Coach Allison, and Miss Jacqueline Harmon, each who have an interesting story and two smart people who have great words of, uh, of wisdom. We'll be listening to that here just in a second. Our first guest we have today is Mr. Bloom, who is the senior English teacher here at our local high school of Sacred Heart Griffin. Today we're going to be talking to him about his interesting perspective on the college application process from his point of view as an English teacher, which should be pretty interesting. Let's take a listen. I'm here with Mr. Bloom. You are the senior English teacher here at SHG, right? Yes, sir. So I am here today to, to, uh, to talk to you about college application process and some details that entail those things. So I guess to start, so you have some sons, right, who have already been through the college
1: process? Yeah, I had uh, two boys, uh, both graduated from SHG, uh, and they have through, went through the college application process, and they, uh, they, uh, they both are, uh, college. my youngest just graduated from uh, college last spring. Oh, wow,
0: that's nice. So w- would you say call the app the process for them was, uh, harder for one or the other, or was it kind of easier for one because one had more information, or what? What do you um, think?
1: Yeah, they the, the, they they were a year apart, mm-hmm. uh. So the younger one got to watch his brother go through uh, the process of. You know, doing the college visits, uh, working through the applications, mm-hmm. and so he kind of had an idea of uh, a better idea of what things would look like. Yeah. You know, so when he went through it, he, you know, uh, I think he um, made some decisions that were, um, you know, some 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 things that were because of what his brother did, and then maybe mm-hmm. on the other end, maybe because of what his brother did not do, that he uh, that, that kind of steered him a
0: different direction.
1: But actually, they ended up they both were they both went to the same
0: school. Oh and, wow. Yeah, Okay, so f- obviously it's probably been a while since you were in college from to, from there sure. to them. So what was kind of some differences from when you were applying to when you were help helping your sons apply?
1: Sure, um, the the big deal I think uh, of course would have been um, just the the, the um, uh, omnipresence of the internet. When when you know when I was applying. For school the internet really wasn't the thing you know mm-hmm. and I didn't come around until I was well into college um, yeah. so uh, everything at the time that I applied everything was was paper-based uh, oh, wow. you know and, then you, and so you're talking um, early 90s right yeah um, um, now um, everything is is basically electronic and even even more so in the time of COVID mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know with those restrictions I don't think I bet kids in this process probably will hardly even touch a piece of paper. Oh wow! I, I yeah. would think almost everything you know, from setting up your portal mm-hmm. to um, uh, getting recommendations, all of that is going to be uh, uploaded electronically. Mm-hmm. Um, even your admissions decision, <laughs> you know, you're first yeah. going to find out about it electronically before mm-hmm. you get the uh, the acceptance letter the mail. Letter. Yeah. So.
0: Um so you being, you're the English te- teacher here, so w- w- would you say this year, especially the essay, would be maybe the uh, very important f- factor in colleges when they're, when they're looking at st- students? I think so.
1: Um, I think so this year uh, probably in particular because because of um, what has happened with, 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 with COVID and, and the pandemic. So many students have had their um, ACT test sessions canceled you know mm-hmm. they they've uh, gotten to the test date and they've just found out that for whatever reason it's been canceled it was canceled in April it was canceled in, in June it was canceled in August um, I know there's, there's one coming up here pretty quickly yeah. uh, we'll see what happens with that one mm-hmm. but you know colleges are aware of the circumstances and so many 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 of the colleges are going um, test optional. yeah in fact uh, there was just a big decision out of California uh, last week that the University of California system now is, is no longer making ACT or SAT a thing. Oh, wow. Um, just because there are certain um, disparities that exist uh-huh. because of um, you know, ethnic background or, or financial resources available to a student that uh, you know, those who have have certain advantages over mm-hmm. those who, who, yeah. who do not. Um, but this year, uh, with so many colleges going um, test optional, all right. Those schools then are going to look at other factors, uh, mm-hmm. than, other than the ACT, to determine uh, a, a kid's readiness for the for you know for that for for, for college level expectations. Yeah. You know, there'll be you know I think much more stress placed on GPA as a really good indicator uh, of the potential for a student to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think uh, the essay then becomes another way. To, for the college to get to know the student mm-hmm. beyond just the numbers just yeah. beyond just uh, uh, the, the GPA a student has or maybe the um, the, the class schedule that mm-hmm. a student may be uh, taking for a certain yeah. semester so the essay I think uh, this year is going to be uh, you know I think of a particular importance to the students mm-hmm.
0: so if you could um, what would be maybe like one or two topics that you think would be very you know like maybe like colleges would look for in it that would maybe uh, s- stand out uh, amongst the others that for an essay topic, or, or if, if you had any ideas.
1: Um, I, I always uh, stress with the students, all right, it seems um, the idea of, of a significant experience, mm-hmm. All right, because what you want to be able to do as, as the student applying to school is, is really communicate your, your story. And it sounds a bit cliche, but tell your story. Yeah. you know what does that college really need to know about you? Um, if the students look at the common app questions, mm-hmm. almost every single one of them asks the student to tell a story. Mm-hmm. You know recall a time when was there a moment when you did this? and and, and so what they really want the student to do is is to, Narrate their experience. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Uh, really, let the school know mm-hmm. who, who, who you, who you as a student yeah.
0: are. Yeah. And so, would would you say if, if if a student like has has their their essay written, and they're they just kind of have those like those those nerves and stuff, and like, oh hey, can can you look at my paper? And even if, even if <laughs> it's like two and three and four times, would, would you still be like um, willing to help them with that?
1: Or oh, absolutely, you... sure. Um, and, you know, for the last uh, what? S- gosh, is this maybe seven, 16, 17 years? That I've taught seniors, right? Uh-huh. It's always been the first uh, uh, writing assignment uh, 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 of the of the school year mm-hmm. is the college application. I mean, that's that's how important I've always thought the yeah. the essay was to the application process, and, and how important it is to kids to really work on the on the essay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, is, is so, I make it. Part of the class assignment. Yeah. All right. Then, um, uh, you know, I always tell students you know, you'll have me looking at it, mm-hmm. right? But the more sets of eyes that they can have, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know take a look at the essay like parents are better absolutely and... students should be um talking with their parents about it bouncing ideas off of them mm-hmm. um, i think it's okay to maybe talk about it with your friends right. those yeah. are the people that know you the best and they can they can they can be honest with you they mm-hmm. can tell you no I just don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe you don't want to go that direction with with, with, with that essay. Mm-hmm. But you know, parents are good. I, I think friends are good. Uh, you know, I also think older siblings. You know, yeah. it, it, or, or you know, maybe an older cousin. You know, who who's maybe gone through the application process mm-hmm. and what they found worked for them. You mm-hmm. know, and maybe they yeah. can they can they can suggest some of uh, those pitfalls to stay away from, give mm. you some, some warnings. Speaking of, what, what, what would be
0: maybe one thing you would, you would maybe not want to, to write about?
1: Uh, one topic, um, I always um, tell students to be super careful with the um, sports essay. Okay. All right, And, and, and not that I have anything against sports. You know, I Heck. love athletics. Heck, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a coach, right? Yeah. Uh, um, I absolutely love sports. But sometimes, uh, if you do that sports essay, uh, the, the tendency would be to, 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 to come off as, as kind of generic. Mm-hmm. Because when you think about it, how many people have played sports? Yeah. Uh, significant people have played sports. And you think about, well, that, that essay typically takes the form of, I wasn't very good at that sport. I tried really hard, I learned about myself, and I got better. (laughs) And and when you think about it, everybody has probably had a very similar experience uh, in that way. And so it's really difficult to write the sports essay in which you're not, you you know, generic, or or Mm -hmm. in a sense, um, fading into the white noise of all those essays. This year, one that students should be kind of careful about um, is, is the COVID essay. Yeah, you know, because everybody experienced a hardship with COVID in one shape or form or another, and so you'd have to be careful that way as well, mm-hmm. and not write the essay about how it was difficult to do virtual learning, about how it was difficult not to see your friends for a while, because guess what, it, it, everybody yeah. had to do that, and you don't want you want to write an essay that's super personal, right? That is really about you, and so you want to do your best to steer clear of something that. Anybody could write about.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's see. So, would yeah, so from your experience, from co- uh, uh, applying yourself and with help helping your sons, what would be probably the most important thing, uh, just in in general, of advice that you would have for somebody who's applying?
1: Sure. Good question. I think the idea of is a very simple thing. A very simple thing. Time. Mm-hmm. All right. You have to give yourself time with this. It is time-consuming to really put together a good application process or, or package. This is um, not something that could be done, you know, within just a, you know a day. And think, oh, I've got this. Um, you know, it takes time to to develop and write the essay. You know, it'll take time to get the letters of recommendation. You know, one of the best pieces of advice I can probably give students is this one. Um, and it's actually, it's not my, my advice initially. <laughs> I had a, a former student who came back into my class and, and this was the advice he gave them. And I thought, I, I just thought that was dynamite. He told them what you really have to do is consider this whole college application process like another class. So okay. if you have seven classes now, right, mm-hmm. until you get into college, until you get that acceptance letter, you have an eighth class. Right. Oh, it's yeah, called yeah. getting into college one oh one. All right. Mm-hmm. And you have homework in that class every night. Mm-hmm. It might be, oh, I've got to fill out this part of the application. Oh yeah, I've got to get this resume done. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got to do a little bit more with my essay tonight. Right? You might have, you know, just uh, maybe fifteen or twenty minutes, you know, or thirty minutes or something like that, but you do it a little bit at a time, but consider you have homework in that class every not. If you treat it like another class, like any other class, then it will work much better, I think, uh, for students. That is great. Well, th-
0: thank you very much for your your insight and your wisdom. I this has been Mr. Bloom, the senior a- English te- teacher. I am Christopher Albanese. I am signing off. Thank you. Those are some great points from Mr. Bloom. Firstly, just just about the essays in general and how Im- important they are to each student and how it really shows what you can be in his words that you can't show on the application, what's more than, than, than the paper and some great ideas from him if, if you're struggling. And so maybe some things to just kind of shy away from. And it was also great to take a look at his, you know, his view on the uh, COVID situation and how it's kind of affecting everybody and how, you, you can maybe grow from this and things you can maybe learn from it. Our next guest is Mr. Allison, who is also at he's a physics teacher at SHG, and he is also the football coach who um, has a great love for his students, helping them on and off the field. Let's take a look. So I am here with... Coach Al, teaches physics, and he's a coach for the football team. How, how's it going?
2: Excellent. How are you doing today?
0: Pretty good. So, you've been to college, right?
2: Yes, I, I have. A couple of them.
0: And what What, <laughs> what, what was your major in? Uh,
2: my undergrad degree, my bachelor's degree was from Illinois College, and it was in pre-med. And then my master's degree was in um, secondary education physics. Oh, wow. So, um, it was from SIUE. Okay, okay. And so
0: then, so you applied to two schools then, right? Hasn't been um,
2: well, yeah, actually Maybe. for my undergrad when I was applying, I think I had it narrowed down to like four. I think I applied to four schools for my undergrad. And then my master's, I only applied to the one. But, okay, uh, okay. But yeah, I uh, I think I was down to about four different schools for my undergrad mm-hmm. when I was, it was a long time ago. Getting <laughs> interviewed. Interviewed for a That's right.
0: <laughs> so would you say uh, one college was harder to get into than the other, or the a- application process was harder?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's changed massively now. Yeah. Like back then, um, there was no common app. Um, definitely, I think, it, I, I was between a lot of D3 schools, and I want to say for some reason, Illinois Wesleyan seemed like more annoying back then than the other four that yeah. I applied to. Um, I think it was the one that had more of an essay. There were some back then. That it was basically gpa and act and there was nothing else that mattered no essays no all this other stuff and so um now it seems to be a lot more difficult than it was back then Mm -hmm. so yeah so um so you're a
0: coach right yes and um so when let's see so when players are applying for and they want to be you know uh they're talking about going to college and playing in at, at the college level How would you, as a teacher
2: and a coach, kind of try and help them out? So, I mean, it kind of depends on the level. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, if it's a, you know, the level of play depends a lot on the process. First of all, if a a kid was like me, for example, in Division III, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they don't have athletic scholarships, it can sometimes help you get grant money. But they can't be actual athletic scholarships. So the way you go about that's a little bit differently. Um, But in terms of how to get the recognition from colleges, the first thing we do is um, we'll we'll make highlight films. We'll use Huddle. We'll send it out to different levels. We'll kind of get a feel for um, the response from that, what kind of level we're talking about. A lot of times, those kids already know because they've done one-day camps and things Mm -hmm. like that now, which didn't used to happen. and then a lot of it depends on anything that isn't division one is going to be concerned about academics okay i mean overly everything is going to be like for for example division two can give scholarships Mm -hmm. but they have a an amount of money they can give yeah and so if they can get a kid that's a really good player but's also going to get twenty thousand dollars in academic money Mm -hmm. they're going to sign that kid instantly because they know they're going to get the kid and it's only going to cost football five thousand mm-hmm. yeah. and so they're instant anybody that's not fbs is going to first say what are the grades like yeah instantly and so um, the first the first method so that's why it's important with our kids that want to go to college we have to remind them of this fact as freshmen not as juniors when the recruiting process starts yeah um, because the first thing any recruiter is going to say is if it is an FBS school, will they qualify? Which means, will they will they make the rules to make it into the NCAA? Yeah. The minimum requirements. Anybody that is an FBS is going to say, how much is he going to cost us? Because yeah. the more academic money, the less it's going to cost the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, those are the big ones.
0: So, when they're applying, what should? So, when it's obviously different when a, and a student athlete applies and, and they want to play as opposed to just a, a regular student, um, what should? maybe an athletic student kind of focus on as opposed to a regular student when they're a, 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 applying, like, like things they should look for and things they should, you know, like the, the teachers and the coaches and stuff like that.
2: So a lot of times with athletics, it's a little bit backwards. A lot of times with ath- athletics, a coach might contact the student. Uh-huh. And so, whereas a normal application process is the student reaches out to the school, fills out the application, maybe starts applying for aid, a lot of times that's a little bit backwards. In, in the athletic situation, a lot of times the coach will contact the kid and say, you know, just get a feel for the kid. They'll watch game film, mm-hmm. and then the coach will actually say, can we want you to apply, can, can yeah. we get you an application? And so then the coach is the one kind of saying, here's the application, can you get it in by this time, and They're so kind on. Kind of like the face for the college for that person. Correct. And so then you might have that coach calling you, hey, did you get that application in, that sort of thing. Um, and then that coach, a lot of times, will be in contact with you. Hey, we got the application. You got accepted. Here's what the financial aids office is able to do. So, a lot of times, that you have kind of a person on your behalf at the school that's yeah. kind of fighting for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's big too. For say, Division three, they don't have scholarships, but you have a person on your behalf working for yeah. you. And so that that aspect is a lot different. So, would you say
0: with Going off that, would you think that it's almost easier if you are an athlete that's trying to get in, and you're and you like like and uh, talking about the relationship between the coaches and the the uh, athlete, and they kind of help you along? Would you say it's easier for an
2: athlete to Definitely. get in Definitely. than it's a regular person? Um, number one, it's not just it's not necessarily just athletes. We should point that out too. Mm-hmm. It's extracurriculars. All colleges want a diverse population yeah and that's diverse in terms of background and it's also diverse in terms of talent Mm -hmm. and so for the same method somebody that plays the bagpipes might have a better chance of somebody who's just a student you know what I mean so um, having somebody though at the school that that wants you there and is working for you and simply having something to offer the school besides just going to class the school is going to want you more and so, yes, I would say definitely It's the the more you can offer the school, the more talents you have, the easier it's going to be for you to get in. And you also will find sometimes that person working on your behalf is able to get kids in that normally would not be accepted through a general application. They don't like to put it out there a whole lot, but they'll tell coaches. You know, you can get a couple on the low end if it's important. You know what yeah. I mean. So, um, having somebody that's that's pushing for you. Yeah. Now, it's got to be for that to happen. You got to be one of the coach's top top guys that like year. Top You're, top, yeah, prospect yeah, the top, top okay. prospects. The top top prospects. Exactly. Okay.
0: And So um when you're te- teaching you teach eight classes is that right seven classes
2: seven seven six it depends on whether you have a study hall like okay. like this year yeah. a lot of people don't so seven but mm-hmm. but yeah
0: so you you have a, a lot of athletes i assume maybe when your yeah. classes um would would like um if they're saying oh hey coach i'm uh I'm I'm worried about about my my grades in this even if, if in this this math class because they they know you're a physics te- mm-hmm. teacher or something, and they come out would you you know just uh like be more inclined to help them and like
2: oh you know hey can I come in after school and help you out yeah. is that okay? I mean athletes are not I mean anybody, if if you're at anybody, a school you know? and you're a teacher <laughs> I think if somebody asks you for help you're you're gonna help them yeah. and so yeah. I think it's it's tough now I will say we'll do some things you know like. Organize study tables for guys that are really struggling and we'll do those things for the team because obviously we want what's best for them and it's it's twofold and they help the team right so if they're failing classes and they can't participate Mm -hmm. then obviously we're going to try to find them help even if that's something a subject that we're not okay with but Mm -hmm. um but absolutely we'll try to yeah. but if anybody came into my room right now and said hey I couldn't yeah. find Mrs. Abibi can you help with this math we're going to help you know what I mean? yeah. we're going to help them out so. Um, <laughs> so
0: so COVID's been going on this year it's been a real mm-hmm. shake up for everybody um, so would you say Well, let, let me back up would there, what do you think would be some of the advantages slash disadvantages for uh, athletes this year as opposed to the past few years because of, of uh, COVID yeah um, in
2: terms of athletes' recruitment, um, I, I've kind of thought for a long time that a, a lot of colleges have trouble choosing people based on talent. Now, if, if you have something like track, there's no, there's no real process. It's the guys that have the fastest times. Yeah. I mean, so with football, it's a lot more subjective. And so, what I've kind of complained about a long time with football is that they do it solely based on what they call measurables, okay They do height, they do weight, and they do speed, and they do strength mm-hmm. and My problem with that is is they don't look at enough game film mm-hmm. and they don't account for the guys that simply play faster than they are, yeah, because they don't watch game film and so my kind of complaint is is that there's a lot of people, I don't know how great at recruiting they are and how great of talent evaluation they are. They based, on, they based it solely on measurables. And yeah. I think one of the things that COVID could help is, um, I mean, hurt rather, is, is there's no game film. So it's going to drive it more into mm-hmm. that category. Now, the other side of that is there aren't any one-day camps. Yeah. yeah. So how are these guys getting measured? And so other than Illinois – other than Illinois, this could be a big benefit for a lot of those kids that don't have the measurables yeah. because there's going to actually have to be teams now that base their decisions solely on game film, mm-hmm. which yeah. is kind of a big deal. Yeah. And so yeah. um, the converse side of that is if you live in one of the 10 states that aren't playing, how do you get chosen? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so um, I, part of me is like this COVID situation with states that are playing football might actually be beneficial
0: yeah
2: it's absolutely not beneficial for the teams that aren't playing and can't go to one day's camps of course yeah, yeah. and so um, unfortunately for those ten states it's going to be a year a that tougher a <laughs> lot tougher yeah,
0: yeah. but um, it might be a better time for them even if they're athletes to you know get better grades and stuff like that yeah. i I think, and maybe even work. Since they don't have games right now, probably get better, um,
2: just better at their own personal skills. You know, and that would be that. that would be great. Unfortunately, I've seen from the past that a lot of times the structure that being in the sport provides makes people get better grades than when they have more free time. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, I was that way. I always did better in college in the fall because my day was so regimented than it was in the spring when yeah. I had a lot more free time and I could. I not do not do yeah and then that <laughs> non-productive thing leads to another non-productive thing yeah. and then it's pretty yeah. soon I've just watched eight hours of TV you know what I mean <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> um,
0: so what do you think in your opinion would be the most important if you could pick one or a few be the most part, and part of the whole uh,
2: process do you think grades I mean it's without question I mean your grades uh, for any athlete now if you say a kid is a a a power 5 kid right which means he's got multiple offers from SEC ACC Big 10 type kid right, All right. yeah it's not going to be as important because all you're going to have to do is meet the general ncaa requirements and it's a sliding scale if you've got you know you're going to have to have these core classes and if you get a 20 on the act you need this gpa and it's decided yeah. but still you have to qualify for the ncaa clearinghouse yeah. you can't get into those power five schools unless you meet those requirements yeah. so that's going to be on the low end we're talking about less than one percent of college football players right, that are going to be the fab, the, the power five guys. Oh, okay, right? wow, okay. And so high school football players, or less than 1% will be the, the power five offers. Yeah. And so that means that 99% of those players that think they might want to play in college, now grades are the most important. Yeah. And yeah. so we stress that. Now, obviously, the other stuff they're going to do, getting in the weight room and doing all the practice stuff and all that stuff, but the grades, if you don't have them, nobody's going to look at you. And yeah. that's got to start sooner even than the weightlifting and the running and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. you gotta, yeah. you got to do that as soon as you're a freshman in high school. And yeah. and, and, I tell, yeah. and I tell, you know, a lot of parents this in football because they, they don't understand how hard scholarships are to come by. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's one of those things where before you spend all this money and all these personal trainers and everything else – Think about tutors. Think about getting good grades, mm-hmm. because in all actuality, percentage-wise, yeah. you're far, far, far more likely to get a scholarship for some of these other things than you are for playing a sport. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, that's that's the number one thing I would say. Mm-hmm.
0: So um, let's see here. I, I don't know how long ago you were in college, but the, was the uh, FAFSA still a, was that was that a thing when you were um, when you were applying? I think
2: sure. I think the FAFSA, I think I do remember it at least for 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 one of my schools I don't know which one it was Okay for one of my colleges I remember the FAFSA, filling uh, it out
0: yeah. yeah So would would you say that doing that now would be uh give you a better chance at going or getting uh college like I guess paid for or getting some help through college if you're like a lower end income uh like person
2: Yeah and I, I mean I don't know about how how important it is to do it way in advance i don't know about that um i do know that there are um some financial planners that are really good at specifically dealing with college stuff um and i definitely think it's worth talking to some of them i know one in town that i i happened to i went to high school with the guy Mm -hmm. and he focuses on saving money for college but not only that where you save it Is important because some Mm -hmm. people put it in a place that the FAFSA sees. Oh, you got all this money for college; you don't need as much money. Uh But if you put it here instead, then the FAFSA still says shows a need. And so, a lot of it too is how are you taking your money to prepare for it, and that sometimes you need help with deciding.
0: Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. So, what would you say would be something for just anybody applying that? They, you if, if you had some like troubles or something like that to, and you had a strong side Russian uh, if you had what would you kind of steer away from when you're looking for a college as opposed to what you would focus on um,
2: I mean just for anybody, how you pick a college basically yeah. I mean yeah. it, everybody's situation is different for me. And for my family, we weren't real, real wealthy. A lot of it was financial driven. Uh And so um, I basically was down between um, I.C., Wesley, and Augustana, Hanover, and I.C. because it was at least $10,000 less a year than the other three. And so um, that kind of, to me, was was the biggest deciding factor. Um, You know... I think the number one thing I would tell kids is because a lot of them don't think about it is, is financial aspect oh, we can get loans and you they don't realize you might be paying them back for twenty five years mm-hmm. um, yeah and so i if they're a person that knows, hey my parents have saved I've got this you know this five I can't remember what they call it those four seventeens or I've got this college savings so, yeah. plan yeah um, then it becomes you know a lot more what type of what type of of school experience do you want are you not a division one athlete but you want to be able to play athletes Mm -hmm. then maybe look at the smaller colleges you know what i mean so be it that way you get involved and you get to play your sport um are you somebody who really loves that saturday tailgate of a big school yeah then you you got to look at those power fives those big colleges you know Mm -hmm. and then and then obviously do they have what major you hope to have now yeah that's hit and miss because I can't remember last I heard how many people changed their major, but it's yeah. a lot, yeah. and so um, that can be a little hit and miss, but at least you need to make sure they have the initial program you want Now there are people that say i'm going into this program, and they've got a three two program with this university, and they go right through it and right into it, and that happens mm-hmm. and that that's great, but um, how you fit into the school and how academically they are you' got to decide too yeah. so but okay. Well, thank you very much for
0: your time. Absolutely. This has been Christopher Always with Coach Al talking about the college application application process. Signing off. Thank you very much. That was some great insight from Mr. Allison from things like how to get better as an athlete from the coach's side and as a teacher, how grades can be so important when you uh, apply, even when you combine the two things together, he was talk, talking about how when you're going through the process as a student athlete, you need to be be more than just the video you show and the, the, the 40 time and the amount of catches you make. You, you need to really be a standout person in your grades and take he was talking about how in, in you need to take this time from COVID to Really focus on yourself and your grades and make sure that you really do stand out in this sea of people trying to make it to college. Now, we have a special story today from a first generation college student who really didn't have much support when when she, she started and she had to do it almost all by herself. This is Miss Mrs. Jacqueline Harmon. Let's take a listen. Hello, I am here with Jacqueline ha- Harmon, a first-generation college s- student. How How's it going?
3: Just fine, thank you.
0: So, um, you were a first-generation, right? Right. My parents,
3: my parents were immigrants, and nobody in my family, even my aunts and uncles, had ever gone to college.
0: So... When you were, uh, when you were uh, uh, applying, since you were the first person, what kinda, did, did you have any uh, s- support when you were applying, or what did your family kind of think about, about that? They
3: thought girls going to college was a complete waste of time and that I was wasting my time and my money. I should find some nice boy to take care of me and get married. And they said this all the way through school. Hmm. And they gave no financial support and very little emotional support.
0: So how, without much of a base, how did did you kind of apply and get through uh, your college?
3: I didn't know anything about, I went to a small high school. Our counselor didn't, nobody in my class went to college. Nobody I Mm -hmm. knew went to college. And so when I was working that first summer out of college, out of high school, I worked with another lady in a bank, a a college student, and she was talking about college. And I said, well, how do you do that? Mm -hmm. And she said, well, I'll show you how. So I took a, I took a morning off. I called in sick and took a day off, walked to the local college, walked in a, a room that said admissions. Mm-hmm. And I had, I had to take an entrance exam that took like an hour. They called my high school to be sure I graduated. Mm-hmm. And by lunchtime, I was registered, had a counselor, was signed up, had a dorm contract. And everything was done. I wow. Had, it was all done. They simply, a phone call to my high school ascertained that I had graduated. Uh-huh. And that's all the L it took, plus the entrance exam, which was very general. Mm-hmm. And there
0: was there was no, like, ACT or SAT back then, was if there? If there
3: was, I didn't know. My school didn't know about it. Okay. But I, you, you, there was a class. I was second in my class. Okay. And so that automatically let me get into mm-hmm. a state school. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, w- do you think that since you were, you know, kind of almost on, on your own through, yeah, co- through college, do you think that you kind of worked harder and kind of tried to do uh, better since to kind of like prove that you can, can do this and can, that, that you can, you, you belong there?
3: Yes, you think- there was high motivation because I was not going to go home and tell my parents I'd failed. Mm-hmm. I, I would do anything rather than that. I was working half time in a bank and the bank people, it was a small bank, and I would work every morning and they were supportive in that they um, allowed me to vary my schedule over the four years. Mm-hmm. And also I knew I had to make that money to pay my dorm fees and my mm-hmm. tuition. Yeah. So there was high motivation to stay in school.
0: And you, you did graduate, I I assume. graduated yeah.
3: in three and a half years. And
0: uh-huh. what was your major? English. English, And okay. at that
3: time, all nice girls were either teachers or nurses, and I was a teacher. Okay.
0: And then I, I understand you you went back to college, I, what is it, two times? Is that I right? I went
3: back when I was 40 and got another master's degree, got a master's degree, and I went back when I was 60 and got a second master's degree.
0: So how how um, how were the where the second and third times think <laughs> different from you know the first time and what do you think was was it easier was it harder?
3: Well, the second time I was forty and had children, and the uh, it was a major university, University of Texas. And it was very difficult it was, and they were not particularly tolerant of ladies who thought they could do anything mm-hmm. and I really my specialty was p t a and that really it. didn't ma- they didn't major in them
0: <laughs> yeah then we're, so then the third time i I understand you were going into the seminaries I went right? to
3: seminary and I had to learn Greek, and I had to learn a lot of things that I hadn't ever really experienced, so it was mm-hmm. difficult, but it, it was uh, um it was only like thousand kids there people there okay and so it was a good support group Mm -hmm.
0: how how was applying to that uh that
3: was very difficult in that not only do they care about you academically but there was a a very long one day psychological exam Mm it took a whole day and lots of meeting with people to be sure that you didn't have major problems that would get in the way of theology Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and so then um you have you have kids, right? You you were saying, and then so how, from your experiences uh, uh, applying and going through college numerous times, how how did that help 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 you when you were helping your kids apply?
3: Their father was a university professor, so that didn't. It was very. <laughs> by that time, we'd mastered the system pretty mm-hmm. well, and they went to school, uh, where their father was was mm-hmm. teaching, and it was a major university. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that is great. Um, what do you think would be um, uh, what, what do you think would be one of the major differences from when you applied when you were first applying to, to to today?
3: Well there's wonderful counseling now. You have counselors in the school that start early on to help you find what you want, where you want to go and give you advice. Mm-hmm. And I went to a small rural high school where, they assumed that you weren't going to go to college mm-hmm. and so there was the person's good-hearted as they were were not trained in how to help you get along mm-hmm. like that
0: yeah and so what uh, advice would you have for somebody who's you know may- maybe is in a lower income mm-hmm. household and doesn't have that kind of support what, I mean, what, what would you t- tell them
3: I just say take advantage of all the things you have in school and all the advantages of the programs that are that exist like mm-hmm. the help with the ACT and SAT and all those things, so you can so you can uh, have all the help you had you want.
0: And so rap- wrapping and it's up, It's more all
3: than financial help you need, you need help in making good decisions on
0: oh, okay. a career uh-huh. that you mm-hmm. can
3: actually succeed at, and where you, the school yeah. matches what you want to do, and so forth. Yeah.
0: And so what what do you think is if you had to choose one or a few, would be the biggest? Sort of a- advice you you could give somebody today that would be applying for college.
3: Well, I think to be sure that you're motivated and really want to do it, and that your motivation is realistic. Uh, that you don't want to be a um, a NASA engineer, a space engineer, and you mm. can't do math or something. Mm. That you match up your abilities with a reasonable career that has a future that matches your your uh, yep. your values.
0: Mm. Well, th- thank you very much for your time. This has been Christopher Albanese and Jacqueline Harmon. This is me signing off. You're welcome. What a truly inspiring story from someone who wouldn't think would beat be the odds, but she pulled through and made the best of her sit, sit situation and really came out better and more experienced than she would e- ever know.